We we are doing so right now. All right. So here's the thing about B roll. Here's the thing about raid shadow legends. There's a roll, and here's that's the thing like... about Nord VPN. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing about Lisa mattress, <laughs> purple mattress. Oh, purple mattress. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let me think. Oh, of... oh, oh, purple mattress has a lot of those commercials, but everyone really don't do like like. That's why this episode is endorsed by purple. You don't really don't see that for purple. Bob, you, here's you, the thing. You want to know why? Because they don't have an amazing website like Squarespace. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. All right. Well done. Well done. <laughs> we're just gonna we're, we're gonna mention all these things in the B roll that will never be given us money. Yeah, yes. we're giving them completely free advertising. So it would seem yes, and so we're never getting endorsed for, for any of. This I want to advertise but. Jesus, but I feel like we do every episode, and hopefully we've gotten a few people to. Well, uh, Jesus is the sole sponsor of this podcast. Let's hope that and viewers like you. <laughs> As PBS used to say. So on that note. D, which is that note. Go ahead. One, <laughs> one more. One more. G, which is a different note. Are you ready? <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm Zach. And I'm Colin. And I'm Bob. And, and welcome, welcome to, to the Houseplants Houseplants Podcast. Podcast. We are here to talk about music media and the m- 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 mission movies of jesus of, oh, missions of jesus yeah <laughs> and the movies, movies of, of christmas, christmas. <laughs> <laughs> no we're still we still want to talk about the mission of jesus um yeah for everybody who's t- tuning in with us uh this is a part two uh where we kind of go through um and i'll just do a little precursor thing that uh, I, yeah. I mentioned briefly but we'll mention it more right now is that uh Though, though a lot of these films um, are not very, like, Christian, I guess you could say, we're going to be focusing on, like, the impact of the message and the overall production and the mess and the, the writing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Just as a fun way to celebrate Christmas. And we are going to cap it off with another uh, Christmas worship song before we get into it. Absolutely. So without further ado, let's, I mean, let's get into it. We're going to do um, We Three Kings. Um, and it's sort of my version. Uh, I guess you want to uh-huh. be real stingy about it. It's uh, a <laughs> you, your your arrangement. It's a it's a version of We Three Kings that I have since kind of made my own thing. Uh, I like the idea of doing We Three Kings, but I also think that it's not super Bible specific. It's more of just like a fun song. Uh, songs like this, and maybe. And I don't know if it's a chicken and the egg kind of argument in my mind here, but it kind of leads to the false uh, beliefs. Some uh, some of the few minor false beliefs of the Bible, like there was three wise men. We don't know how many wise men we, we there we were. We know there were right. three gifts. There were three gifts, yeah. and we know there were wise men plural. Sure. But we, so, but so, and they were from Orientar, wherever that is. <laughs> I believe that's near Albuquerque somewhere. But but this song. That's what I used to think when I was a kid. I was like, where the heck is Orientar? <laughs> um, so, but this, but this song does speak to the glory of Jesus. So it does. It's all it good. does. It's all good. Um, so yeah. Um, without further ado, let's try it. Let's do it. Westward leading, still proceeding, guiding. 
again that we uh, get to gather together and talk about you and I pray Lord that as we lift you up um, that you draw people to yourself thank you so much for this season where we celebrate your son and the fact that light has come into the world um, that the word became flesh and dwelt among us that you are with us Emmanuel thank you so much for all that you do in Jesus name Amen. 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 Well done, fellas. Good stuff. Beautiful. I love that. All right. So, man. We're just going to hop right into this. We're just going to we? yeah, hop right in. So last okay. time we gave kind of a precursor, I'll give it like a quick recap. Mm-hmm. We uh, talked about how um, these movies were compiled. So if you're just tuning in and you don't want to listen to the first episode, just know that this was a very unbiased and funny way that we came up with this list. We kind of surveyed surveys. We, we <laughs> compiled a list of stuff from online. And yeah. then we also talked about a few movies that didn't make the list, but were super important to talk about, like The Grinch, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Gremlins, um, a few others. So basically what we're doing is we're going to rank from 1 to 12, where we put these songs on the list. And after we all give our individual ranks of where they compare to each other in this list, we will get a mean average and that will give us where they sit in our overall ranking. So uh, we have six so far, including um, first elf home alone. It's a wonderful life, a Christmas story, national lampoons, Christmas vacation and miracle on 34th street from the first episode. Mm -hmm. And so now we will continue on with our back end, which will be Charlie Brown's Christmas, the Santa Claus, Die Hard, Muppet, Christmas Carol, Love Actually, and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. So quite the, quite the list there. This will be a very eclectic <laughs> list yeah. this time. Not yeah. so, not so uh, uh, first tier. So we'll we'll get into it, <laughs> which is interesting because again, this is a co- compilation of what other people have said is one of the best of the top yeah. ten movies. Okay, so let's start. Uh, Charlie Brown's Christmas. Okay. Yeah, buddy. So I'm a cool. huge fan of this. I put it uh, not maybe as high as I should have, but I definitely. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Edit. Yep. Make us a note there, Bobby, if you don't mind, and we will continue. Yes. Cool. All right. So, so yeah, Charlie Brown's Christmas. I would say yeah. that um, this this is a favorite for me in a few ways, but it yeah. didn't beat out some of my other big ones. Yeah. But I will say that the end of this is particularly good. Yes. The end of it is particularly good until the point where it gets to the end. It is very much the classic, like peanuts episode. There's the hijinks. uh, There is the, uh, you know, Lucy being a turd. And yeah. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. This one for me ranked number four. Wow. 
I, I yeah, I, I I absolutely enjoy this one so much. Y'all I gonna, gave this one a six. Gave six. It a six. Y'all are gonna hate me. I gave it a ten. Ooh. I just I like so many of the of my lower half movies. Well, these are still good. <laughs> yeah, these yeah, are still so good. Because you're talking so about those really tough. Yeah, yeah. Th- 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 these these yeah. are considered to be arguably the, 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 yeah. the top twelve christmas movie of all yeah. time so to have a low top so anyway, 12 yeah. is still just because i ranked a 10 doesn't mean i hate it or i think anything. that we all agree yeah. that there's one movie on this list that doesn't deserve to be called good so yeah you said that, okay uh, so i i gave it a 10 not because it's bad or anything um i think it just came down to i ranked some other stuff higher and i kind of think it's short and it's kind of like uh almost sure. like a regular peanuts episode yeah. but there's a few parts in in the peanuts christmas special that i'm really a huge fan of so. oh yeah i mean yeah. i mean where he reads from luke um is yeah it's obviously absolute classic and one That's of the best parts of it sermon clip yeah. bait like no and, and, and at the time when when they were when they were uh when uh schultz was pitching this to this to the to the television executives like well we can't just be quoting the bible on on television his response supposedly the story goes that it's like well if you don't do it if we don't do it then who will and he gets up and walks out the room wow and just leaves it at that so uh, i mean the point is is that, that his faith was very important to him so to have that clip in there was very important despite the fact a lot of the newer edits obviously tend to secularize it and remove that clip hmm. and, and just shorten it down to that. and just shorten it down to peace on earth goodwill towards men that's what Chris is all about. Charlie Brown's like, no, 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 no. You you, you got to read the rest of Luke too. You can't just quote that that single line. So um, so one of the reasons that I rank it six and not a little bit higher is because I feel like one of the things about Peanuts that I always kind of annoyed me is how hard they always are on Charlie Brown and how about like how they yeah. never like apologize for it later. In this movie, even <laughs> that's it, interesting. Yeah, in this movie, even like you you had mentioned that. Um, Kevin McAllister from Home Alone was always kind of like a pooper. Yeah, and then yeah, like he, at the end, he, he doesn't really like punk. learn his lesson. Yeah. So in Charlie Brown, at, at the end of this film, they realize they're too hard on Charlie Brown. That's what it says in the Wikipedia article. But I don't read it that way. They go like, I huh, I guess it wasn't yeah. that bad of a tree. Oh, well. And then they like decorate it. And then they just start singing. And Charlie Brown's like, wait, you guys were just yelling at me. They're like, Ugh. We're past that now. We're like, cool. we're over it. Merry Christmas. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm just like, bro, what? Like, yeah. They were mean right, to him. Right. So the whole point is that Charlie, and this is another thing that I think you'll all find funny. I consider Charlie Brown to be a generation before and child version of Hank Hill. If you really, <laughs> if you really think about it, he is always the one that tries to do the somewhat sensible thing. And everybody around him is kind of like wacky and wild and makes his life harder. And at the end, but the only difference is that at the end, instead of Hank Hill being like vindicated or right, the friends like are still kind of like hard on him and yeah. don't like allow him to, to be right. <laughs> so it's, it's always like Lucy's like, uh, so what you're saying is that Charlie Brown's going to grow up and sell propane. I, I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but it's one of those things like, cause, cause in this one, Charlie Brown doesn't like the idea of like the, the commercialization. He doesn't like that because he goes to the tree lot and the Lucy girls like get the pink aluminum tree. Um, so he only picks out like the small sapling tree. Yeah. Um, I, I will say the aluminum trees really hasn't uh, the idea of that hasn't really aged. Well, I guess that was a fad <laughs> in the 60s. I think. Well, I think that what they were trying to convey is this idea of like a very snazzy, like perfect like looking lights yeah. the lights are shiny yeah, compl- and it's completely artificial manufactured I think, I think for the purpose of the cartoon yeah. it would have been hard to replicate the idea of an expensive tree versus like a not expensive tree okay uh because most of the time if you are a traditional person you want either today well like today everybody has a fake tree you know right. or if you are really dedicated you'll go and chop down an own tree so they were trying to make this idea of like get the the most expensive, like high end tree, and I think the best way to do that was to say like a uh, like a yeah. um, uh, like a plastic like kind of high end one. So anyway, yeah, that's definitely what they were kind of going for. Um, Interesting. Yeah. Then so then he he does the whole um he like the whole Linus part is great where he they call it in, uh, on um, on Wikipedia they call it the Annunciation of the Shepherds. Yeah, which is from Luke two, which you guys have already talked about. But what, 
what I find particularly interesting is that the whole time Charlie is like clearly the one who has the right idea, but then Linus even further and uh, like even further gives a bigger picture of Christmas than even Charlie was thinking about because as much as he thinks that it's not right to do the commercialism thing, he still doesn't know what Christmas is all about. So I think that's interesting. And for modern audiences who don't, you know, non-Christians who don't associate Jesus with Christmas or anything, um, you might rail against that part, but Mm -hmm. clearly for that generation, that is solely important and is a huge part of what makes Christmas Christmas. So we're not the first show to do this either in a very uncharacteristic way. The show Glee, which Jessica made me watch a few seasons of before we realized we were sick of it, actually <laughs> does a similar thing where they're supposed to read something completely different. And then the Irish kid reads Luke 2. Yeah. And so it's it's one of those things where like it might be risque. You might get in trouble. But yeah. But I mean, but at the same time now, these days it's become more memeable in a lot of ways. You know, we're true. A lot of people Im- imitating that because it is so iconic. Yeah. So. But as far as writing quality goes, what do y'all think? What do you, what do you think about the writing quality of Charlie Brown Christmas? I think it's fine. I think it's okay for kids. Yeah. I don't think that it has too deep of a meaning. I think that there are a few times when the meaning gets deep, but I don't think the overall message yeah. is definitely like pushing anything really too yeah. hard. Yeah, that's kind of what I like. I think it really is just kind of a Christmas special. <laughs> sure. Like it's a Christmas episode. Yes, you know? it, it definitely yeah. it definitely hinges on the popularity of Charlie Brown. Should should the Peanuts comics and and anything else regarding Peanuts never been done and this been produced by itself, yeah. it would have never been remembered. It's because Peanuts existed that it that it became popular. It's because it so it it's writing really hinges yeah. on its own special genre of being yeah. peanuts. So there's like a subplot too about how uh, Snoopy is decorating his dog house and wants it to be like uh-huh. best looking. But, ah, in, but even my dog. Yeah, yeah. So 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 even so, hit, hit Snoopy's problem was that he became too obsessed with like the decorating aspect. But then it's cool because they tie it in with the fact that they use all of the decorations from his house to make the tree look nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's kind of a nice play. Like, again, it's it's not too complicated. Um, it's a yeah. short special. But for what it was, it's was pretty good. Yeah. I, I still so, think it deserves to be in the top ten. Yeah. But Production quality? Solid. I mean, it's animation. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. Definitely. I, but, but definitely for its time. It was, it was pretty good yeah. for its time. I will say... Once again, fits what, into the to to its own yeah. genre of being. Peanuts. One other production or writing thing to touch on is the music. Ah, the music is really really good. So um, there's some. I don't know if it's. I guess original stuff for this special. Well, like some of the Christmassy piano stuff, and then the Christmas time is here song, and. So um, the guy's name, who I'm a huge huge fan of, yeah, is, so they call him. They call him uh, Schroeder as the character. Yeah, right. But, but the uh, actual pianist, the one who mm-hmm. writes all, of, who wrote all the music for uh, Peanuts, is named Vince Giraldi, and he is a right, super yeah. super famous, famous jazz, jazz pianist. Yeah, he's mm. good. And what's interesting about that is that there was this time in television where a lot of uh, programs were moving towards more modern music and away mm-hmm. from classical style music. Mm. but there were some holdouts who believed that that style of music had a lot of worth for the newer generations. And that if kids heard it, they would like, there would be value in it. So two of the shows that did that were like Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Who had mm-hmm. very, like even the, the theme song. Absolutely. Um, that's, that's a classic jazz piece. Um, there is uh and if you watch the show, like just any random episode, they have these crazy like jazz ditties. All yeah. They actually like, they would have the piano player on set, like improvising while they were filming and stuff. Right. And so then, right, exactly. And then Vince Giraldi, very, very similar, but he was like, I would argue Vince Giraldi was like second to none in his compositions. Oh yeah. He was, he was singularly good at creating a mood with like, not only a, like a, like he, he was good at jams on just the piano. So often when you have jazz, you have like, you know, the, the drums, you have like a bass and all of that. Uh-huh. He was really good at creating these like up-tempo jam jazz pieces. Like let me know the do, 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 do. I won't yeah. play it cause it's copyright, but uh, I, it's one of the first piano songs I learned that was like fairly difficult was um, the peanuts theme. Yeah. Um, so I have a lot of respect for him. And so 
clearly that's a thing that makes it a six to me. If it didn't have any yeah. good music score, I'd probably be lower on the list. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but you know how important that is for me, the music stuff. And Schroeder's character is hilarious because uh, they say that they made Vince Giraldi into like Schroeder in some ways. Yeah. And he is like the <laughs> introvert that like like doesn't yeah. want to be messed with. He hardly talks. So I love the I love that interaction in the Christmas special. That's one of the things I remember fondly about this movie is uh, Lucy comes up and she's like, "Oh, do that one song for that's Christmassy." And he goes like, you know, he goes whatever. Uh, oh wait, this is turned off. He goes. Um, And he's yeah. doing kind of like full chords. Yes. And then she's like, no, 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 not that one. The other one. And then he's like, he does it with the organ voice. And it's like more simplified. And she goes, no, no, that, that not that one. The other one. And he just goes. And she goes, that's it. And then he flies <laughs> off the bench. And it's so funny because it's like he, in his own mind is sort of an elitist musician. He's like, yeah. oh, clearly I'm doing like the <laughs> best version. You want this like crappy, simple version. Anyway, so overall, I like it. I think it's fun. Uh, I do. I do. Don't do not think that it has the same kind of impact for me as Home Alone, A Christmas Story, a few of the others yeah. that I have on my now, list. One of the reasons why it rings higher for me is the overall message. Uh, it's just yeah. with, with, with it being much more Christ centered in its message. And of course, that's another big uh, thing it, for yeah, us. I, 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 that, that one, that one put it up closer for me. That's part of the reason why it got so high of being sure. a four for me. Nice. Okay. So next on the list is. The Santa Claus. The Santa Claus. Santa so Char- Charlie Brown's Christmas got a 6.6. Correct. 6.6. When we get done with this uh, second episode, we're going to go through and maybe we'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. Where we kind of set everything. All right. So um, the Santa Claus. Okay. This one holds a special candle to me. It sits in fifth place. It sits in fifth. Mm-hmm. I gave it a six. Two. Two. Whoa! Wow! I, we're, I, big, I, we're big fans. If yeah, you make I, me, I, I, I definitely I was, enjoyed this one. I was afraid to put this one higher over certain other ones, but it does yeah. hold a certain personal candle to me, and I love the theme of it. Oh yeah, the music is also good. Yeah, on, uh, I'm yeah. sorry. So there was six and five, five and, five and two. And gotcha. You said two. Well, yeah. I mean, overall, it like nails the general Christmasiness. Yep. Like all the way through, which yep. is nice. And, Tim and, and, Allen is great in it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's as, a lot of good lines too. As a small <laughs> recap to our to our uh, listeners uh, who may have missed out on the first episode, we're not necessarily talking about the Christ aspect of Christmas as much as it is Christmas culture Christmas vibe. Yeah, yeah, the Christmas vibes in a lot of ways. And but so, even uh, even the moralistic Christmas message of like love. Yeah, you know, too. So so one of the things that's it feels like the backdrop at first, but it actually is the main point of the movie is the relationship between the father and son. Right. The, the, oh yes. The unreconciled relationship between the wife and the new stepdad. Yeah. And then ultimately the dad having to make the decision whether to, how could, how do I word it? He has to make the decision whether or not to be a cynical person and try and like live in a reality based world and not worry about the wonder of Christmas mm-hmm. or to completely embrace the Santa Claus like motif and yeah. just fully embrace it and say like, no, I'm like on board with this. And for him, I think the point they make in the movie is that he primarily makes the decision to go full into the Santa Claus thing for his son. Yeah. He realizes that, his son's relationship with him isn't good if he neglects the Santa Claus thing. What's funny about it, it it's another one of those movies where Santa Claus exists, but grown-ups don't believe in him. Yep. Well, yeah. yes, that's true. Yes. And and, and so at, to everybody else, the whimsicalness and the imagination that he ends up embracing and the thing that is actually the bond between him and his son, because they share the like Christmassy belief right. together um, is the thing that the rest of the world is like, Oh, there's something wrong. Like there's yeah, don't like psychologically damage the kid. Like Neil, the, the other uh-huh. dad is uh-huh. stepdad is a, psycho- a psych- psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so he's like, and, oh, this is just like some kind of hallucination or something. Right. But that's yeah. but but again, that is the that is what's interesting about the movie, which impacts it really hard for me. Like it makes it a better film is that everyone else is telling him that he not only is he irrational, but in feeding into his own son's yeah. illusion, he is damaging his son. Right. Irreparably. So what's again, that is what's interesting is that you find out halfway through the film that he is making decisions solely for the betterment of his child. Right. And so there's that part where he's like, uh, I have to like leave you here now. Like I have to like not do this. Sure. Yeah. Like in this way anymore. And the kid like cries and all this. And so anyway, it's, it's impacting for me in a lot of ways. And it's one of those that I've seen a lot of times. Um, I watched it last year. I may I may end up watching it this year. Yeah, we, we definitely watched it this year. Yeah. So Great. overall, I think message, I remember going to see it in the theater too, which is pretty awesome. The only thing that yeah. may the, the only thing for me that may be a stumbling block, which I we haven't gotten to this point yet, but I think production quality, some of the CG effects don't really hold up. Mm, yeah. Interesting. Uh, if you rewatch it, like some of the way that the the sleigh and the reindeer are was right at that turn like so it's 1994 uh jurassic park was 95 yeah Mm -hmm. so they use some very early level cg in the film that doesn't really like hold up that great but i do think in contrast him being like the fat guy thing looks like really convincing yeah so it's oh yes it's oh yes in the 90s and the 2000s is really funny because you could either try and hide your uh your cgi or right. you could go full on campy like Robert Rodriguez with like yeah. the Spy Kids movies and just like make it almost like comedy yeah, with right. the CGI. That's right. Um, and so a lot of movies earlier on were kind of hiding the CGI because they knew it wasn't as good. And so I think like the first Santa Claus ends up feeling less dated than like Santa Claus two and three, mm-hmm. which are like kind of more over the top. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, there are times when they use like um like for example they have the I'm trying to remember. If it's Blitzen that likes him the best, I can't remember. Yeah. But yeah. but it's it's one of the reindeer likes Tim Allen yeah. and their friends, and and every time it's sort of a like animatronic like puppet, yeah, which it's is better little, to me, yeah. But then like there'll be other times where you just see like a like a wide shot, and it's like oh man, that's like a really pixelated yeah. uh, sleigh riding through the sky. What I think they did really well with this, I think they were one of the first to help to help truly bring this idea of of Santa Claus and North Pole. Take it from the Rudolph type of area and bring it and make it into live action and make it believable in a lot of ways. A more a high end like factory. It is more of a house. It, it is, is more lively. Like yes. if you look at Rudolph's North Pole, it's kind of just like a bunch of trees sure. and they just hang yeah. out in a workshop. Well, yes. they, but, but, there's but, only yeah. so much work you can do with claymation. Yeah, sure. It. Sure. But, but the point is, is that is that it feels it, it feels real. It is is much more immersive of a universe. It's grand. You know, yes. Like, Would you yes. say that it feels more real than Elf? Uh, Seeing as how you put it at two on the list. You're right. Um, I, 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 I think. I, I, I would say. Yes. I would say yes. In some ways, yes. I would say that North that, Pole, is more, that is more believable than Elf. It's a lot more intricate than Elf. Like yes. the North Pole in the Santa Claus is, looks like a beautiful place. Like yes, it is. There's it is, hustling and bustling everywhere. It, it is and, full on factory. And yeah. It, yes. Yeah. So so there's there's one other thing, and it's just a minor thing, is that the Santa Claus. If you are an adult and rewatch it. There are like kitty campy things in sure. there. Sure. Like we are ELFS. Yeah. Elves <laughs> with attitude. attitude. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. The, the, Girlfriend. Like, yes. EWA. <laughs> yeah. And so there are there are some kitty things, but again, that is that is why I'd, I know I don't put it higher. That's how yeah. I feel about it personally. But but the music, the overall message, and the acting on Tim Allen's part, I think is very very funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. He so he, good. He he only slightly tweaks, you know, cause he's very typecast. He play, kind of plays himself in every movie. Oh yeah. But in the case of this mm-hmm. particular film, he does a really good job of like being the cynical yet like overreacting like business guy. And then yeah. he ends up becoming very lovable, like Santa Claus. I feel like. Yeah. Which is, which is very characteristic of a lot of nineties films in all honesty. It yeah. really is. Yeah. Compare that to, um, 
the inverse, like Santa Slay with Bill Goldberg, and you get a different, not lovable <laughs> character at all. So I think Tim, uh, I think Tim Allen did a good job. Okay, yep. so um, feeling of Christmas, very Christmassy, very Christmassy. Oh yeah, yep. absolutely. It, it even brings the whole um, uh, 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 what's the uh, poem? What's it called? Night, the night before Christmas. Oh, yeah, yeah. The night before Christmas poem. It brings yes. that to life by yes. literal. By there, there came such a clatter, company. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there rose such a clatter. Rose yes, that, 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 such, such a clatter. <laughs> such a clatter. And he's like, "That's not a ladder. It's a clatter." And you go, "See, no, Dad. It's a ladder company." <laughs> yes. Yeah. There rose such a clatter, company. <laughs> um, and I like that the um, the the gift. The gift that the reindeer gives him, I think, is like something to prevent him from like falling off of the house. Yeah. So he won't die next time. And I love like how it shows he develops and becomes Santa throughout the year. Yeah. So it's like it's yes. not just Christmas time, but yet it's still Christmassy because he gets fat and jolly. He grows a beard that he can't seem to shave off. And can't shave a lot of this it. starts happening like over the summer. He's like trying to jog the weight. off. Well, stuff. what's and, and the final, the final nail in the coffin for the message being so good for me is that again, it's the cynical nature of like denying like yeah. sort of his daily routine and like believing that he might actually be Santa is a thing because like you said, when he tries to shave the beard off and it grows back even thicker, he looks at himself in the mirror and goes, I'm in big, big trouble. Yeah. <laughs> like, cause he knows that people are going to think he's insane. Yeah. And then he goes to the soccer game to see his kid and the, all the kids start the lining kids up. line up. And it's like, he's like avoiding the yeah. little girl and the little girl tries to get up on his lap and she goes, I want some ballet slippers. <laughs> and without like with, with trying to stop that from being a thing, he ends up having a whole line. Right. <laughs> and then the guy from, um, what's that? What's that actor? He's from, uh, oh, oh gosh, the, the guy who plays the stepdad is actually a pretty famous actor that I really like. Oh, judge Reinhold. Yeah. 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 He goes, you've taken this delusion to a whole nother yeah. level. Here's my card. Call me. <laughs> it's like, my come favorite. on, Neil. It's okay, Neil. <laughs> yeah. There's like a part where uh, the little kid goes like, Neil says, whatever. And uh, Tim Allen goes, Neil's head comes to a point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He goes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kid says something like, like, it's like, Neil says, uh, all of your delusions come yeah. to, like, are, are, are fixed around a point. He's like, yeah, well, Neil's head comes to yeah. a point. <laughs> he goes, and he goes, in the morning, I'm getting a CAT scan. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Um, awesome. Yeah. Santa so, Claus, great, beloved film. I like it a lot. Uh, it's going to probably sit pretty low in our list. I would see, I would see it probably hanging in the top three when we're done. Mm -hmm. All right. Next one up. Die Hard. This one's going to be interesting to rank. Yippee Kaye. Edit. <laughs> um, Christmas. Chris Kringle. <laughs> um, so, so here's the thing about Die Hard. Die I Hard. decide if I wanted to judge it as a Christmas movie specifically or just as a movie. There are things That's... about there are things about Die Hard that make it Christmassy, but I don't think I think Die Hard is a Christmas film only yeah. because it has a few things associated with Christmas, and I believe it was released okay. around Christmas. I, 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 it's set around Christmas, yes. yeah. I, I, I want to give the small quote before I give my, my rating. The small quote that I found that, that actually came up online, uh, on, my, on my Facebook feed this past week. Yeah. Okay, and this quote says, Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. He sneaks around a tower at night avoiding Alan Rickman. It's a Harry Potter movie. <laughs> um, Jonathan Powers said something like um, it's not a Christmas movie because it's about a bunch of people waiting in the dark to be rescued it's an advent movie ah. <laughs> I love that so one of the things that people forget about Die Hard is that it all starts with the wife being at a corporate Christmas party uh -huh. that John McClane is supposed to attend I think but then he is absent because they are on the rocks in their relationship and all of this. And I believe that he is still struggling to reconcile with her in some regard. Mm -hmm. um, and then during the Christmas party, there is a hostile takeover. Right. But so it does have the setting of Christmas. Now there's nothing about Santa Claus necessarily yeah. except um, a few, you know, B roll lines scenes. and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. 
but in the end, we have to rate it as a Chris uh, on its basis of being a Christmas yeah. film. As okay. that, that is now, now does it, that doesn't mean we don't take in writing and production quality and all that into yeah. account. But we're rating everything else in this list as a Christmas movie. So we got to we we we, we got to hold that same standard to it in the end. So with that being said, for me, this one came in at eleven. Okay. Oh wow! You're okay. saying it's l- almost one of the least Christmassy, and that knocks it down low for you. Well, also, that, yeah. that, that is one of the reasons why it knocks it low, definitely. Yeah. But but eleven is, yeah. is where I put it nonetheless. I gave it an eight because I do think it is a Christmas movie. I don't think Christmas looms as large as most of the other movies on this list, but I also think it was very creative for its time and mm-hmm. uh just overall just a real fun action movie. So eight so, is where it ended up. So he 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 he's supposed to come to New York to like reconcile with his wife. Yeah. But um I think the reason why he couldn't reconcile before, if I remember correctly, is that he was too obsessed with his like work and he had like he he was always like too involved in the job and stuff for her. Um and so tip what's interesting is that he gets there and realizes that the thing is happening with the with the hostage, you know, with the terrorists. And he ends up like just making like I'm part of the job again, and so it's like it's weird because it's almost like in order to reconcile with his wife, he has to like do the things she doesn't want him to do, and then she saves yeah. everybody. But then he's like, oh, it's just you about the job, being obsessive as a cop yeah. again or something. So, and, so, so, what, what, what you're getting to the writing right there? What, 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 what would you say about the right? Uh, what, what, what's your pro, uh, your score for it? Oh, I put it at eleven as well. Eleven as well, not. In terms of an overall movie, but, yeah. but ranked against the other ones for the categories we have selected. Yeah. Yeah. So that puts it at a, at a, at a score of 10, definitely the highest thus far. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what happens with another yeah. unnamed one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so, okay. So, so regarding the writing, what, 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 what do you all think about it? So I really like the characters like Hans Gruber He's just such a good terrorist bad guy. Like he's just ice cold and pretty evil. And yeah, he's, I love um, him. he's, I lo- he's good too, yeah. because he puts on an American accent to trick uh, John McClane at one point. Do you remember? He like sits yeah. with him. He's like, yeah. Oh, I'm just a hostage, but you can kind of still hear his voice a little and bit. And the fact that they like interact like over the CB radio a lot, like their mm-hmm. interchanges are really, really good. Um, I love, uh, What's the guy's name? The cop from uh, from Family Matters. Yeah, Carl uh, Winslow. Carl Winslow. Yeah, I think that's his character's name. I don't know the actor's <laughs> yeah. name. Yeah, his character. Yeah, is that his character's name in this or in Family Matters? No, no Family Matters. That's, that's his what name. I thought. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Reginald something is the actor. Yeah. So 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 overall, we feel like the writing was was pretty good on this one. Definitely. Yeah. Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah. Is how yeah. it's that's how his name is uh, pronounced. Reginald Vell Johnson. Yeah, it's so, funny how he's like the same character. <laughs> I, I like I I always was I, I was a big admirer of his, even though I know he yeah. gets typecasted into playing the he's like always a cop. He's like the, <laughs> he's the cop who has to deal with like a crazy white dude. Yeah. <laughs> to be mean about it, yeah. that's basically his like thing. Yeah. But um, so so the main the main ingredient for this movie being good to me, it just as a movie in general. We'll get to the fact that it's a Christmas movie, but um. It's debated that it's a Christmas movie, but I will say, I think that John McClane, I think that Bruce Willis, the reason why he's been so successful is he's just a very, he is just a charismatic actor. Like he, he demands uh, attention on the screen. He's a, yeah. he's a very good actor. Oh yes. He always plays like a very uh, tough, but lovable character who has flaws, but he's always very relatable. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's got a lot of flaws yep, rough around the edges. Definitely. Um, but that's, that's part of his appeal. And then of course, you know, when you get into who he is in terms of the plot, yes, there's the plot of him reconciling with the wife, but it obviously becomes more about the him beating up all the bad guys yeah. and winning the day. It, so even though it's supposed to be a wholesome message about him reconciling with his wife, it, that's almost like the B story to this like overcoming the terrorist movement thing. Yeah. Um, so I will just say this great movie doesn't really fit the the scheme yes. of what we're talking about. A- anything you could knock as far as production quality. 
I would say that for for uh, a late '80s uh, action film, it's it's great production quality. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I honestly think most of it still stands up today. Now we have um, now we have the Christian analytical idea uh-huh. of like too much violence, that kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah. here's the deal: if you can if you can watch Forrest Gump, you can watch Die Hard. Uh, <laughs> think about all of the violence in the Vietnam. Yeah, that's scene. true. Oh yes, yeah. absolutely. It was that was yeah. So very graphic stuff and. Uh, you know, people's legs getting blown off, eyes getting blown off, faces seared off and stuff. So here's, here's where the rub comes in. Is the violence justifiable? Maybe not. I don't know. The, the message. It it, it is. If you're going to talk about the Vietnam war, it is definitely very difficult to talk about it without. No, no, I didn't mean that. that. I didn't mean that. Yes. But if you're going to be talking about terrorists and hostage situations, do you have to have that much violence and still get it across? Um, who knows? It, it, it's, I mean, it's it hard is, to say. Yeah. It's hard to say. No, what I mean is it's, like, it's kind of like when we were talking about horror movies, like it's kind of just part of the genre. So, know? right. So yeah. what I mean is, um, as, as far as like perspective, if you're a viewer and you say the message of this is this guy is like, I will blow them away to save these people in this building. And he starts doing like, but I think that maybe people perceive die hard wrong in that way that because He's maybe one of the first action stars that is seen as very like survivalist in some ways. It's kind of like how Rambo was in the first one. He's Rambo is obviously like a killer, but he was like, he's like, they drew, they drew first blood, you know, in the first blood movie. So, um, but in the case of John McClane, he gets stuck in this bad situation with no shoes on as a walk through glass. Yeah. He doesn't have a weapon. He's, you know, and he has to like acquire on site kind of thing. So it's very much like he's doing his best to survive as well as stop this force. Yeah. So it seems like it's a little more sympathetic and a lot of his killings that he does are very like self-defense yeah. slash yeah. trying his best to help. Um, and so, I guess I would say I, I don't I don't I'm not as hard on it as certain other ones that sure. I've seen. Oh, definitely. But so, I'm but, a connoisseur of action films. I love them, so I'm okay with them. But in the end, one of the biggest issues we tend to have is the feeling of Christmas isn't as strong with this one. This that's makes a lot main, of weird lists, yeah. though. That's what that's what yeah. I'm saying. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you, you, on classic Christmas movie lists, it'll but, show up as but, number eight. You know? Yes, I'm just but, like, but here's the thing. Okay. I, I, I I think it shows up there because it's controversy. It's almost like it's because it's controversial that it be, that it stays in these lists and stays if controversial. It's, if it's a Christmas movie and then it becomes and like it popular debate. Yes. It's infamous. Yes. There are probably a lot of people who wouldn't even think to remember that it was a Christmas movie had it not been. Right. Exactly. And it's funny exactly. because the game of like our generation became like, ooh, let's make a list of uh, other movies that aren't a specifically Christmas movies but yes. are I mean, I mean, around or about Christmas. D- does, like does, Gremlins. Uh, let me ask yeah. you this, Colin. In the, uh, during your research, did Batman show up in any of these lists? Batman Returns? Batman Returns. Uh, yeah, but, it did yeah. Show but up. only like once or twice. Once or yeah. twice. Whereas Die Hard's and all of them. Batman also takes place at Christmas. Yeah, that's true. So, uh, uh, right. So like, okay. I guess you could argue Christmas has a greater presence in Batman Returns than it does in Die Hard. That's my point. Yeah. That's my point. But it's, mm, it's it, it, yeah. the, the controversy is not around is Batman Returns a Christmas movie. It's the controversy is around is Die Hard a Christmas, a Christmas movie. Yeah. So, so. Right, so um, I I think our ranking makes sense. I got it at eleven. Yeah, you said yeah. what? Eight. Yep, and I eight, also put eleven. Eight's a little more. Uh, <clears throat> so it comes in at a score of ten. So definitely the bottom of the list thus far. Okay, awesome. Probably won't stay there. We'll see. <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. Now I know this is a huge jump. Probably back up yeah. to the top. Um, I rank this one number four. Wow. Yeah, I ranked it number three. This is another Kratz classic. I know which one this one is for Bob. It <laughs> number is. one. Number one. Number one. And number one, absolutely. I love it. I thought about my this, top three are all like right there, too. This, 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 might, this is this, my favorite version of the Christmas Carol story me too. ever. This might my be favorite. Home Alone in our ranking. I don't know how the math's going to work. We'll see. Um, okay, so I actually have seen many different adaptations oh, of yeah. this. Uh, and of course, a lot of people have. Um, on certain lists, a different... Christmas Carol ones came up. One of them is like a CG Jim Carrey one. Oh yeah. I've seen that. Oh yeah. 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 That, that was popular about 10, 12 years ago. So that yeah. showed up on a few lists like once or twice. And then there was a seventies one, a fifties one, and then yeah. a twenties one. A 
twenties one. Wow. So the one in the nineteen twenties had really revolutionary like effects. Oh wow! I don't mm. think I've ever seen it. You should look it yeah. up. I know I've seen like a sixties one, uh, and I've seen Scrooged, and I saw that Jim Carrey one you all just mentioned. And I th- feel like I even have seen like plays and like radio dramas. Um, I I guess okay. So I ranked it as number. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not twenties. Thirties. Nineteen thirty-eight. Okay. Okay. That makes yeah. that makes a bit more sense. That was um, there's that, a it's it's black and white, but there's a creepy uh there's a mm-hmm. creepy uh part with the one of the ghosts, and it's like almost like a um translucent shot where yeah. you can see through him to the back of the wall, and he's got like a lantern and stuff everybody's like whoa this is like ahead of its time yeah Mm -hmm. oh yeah so anyway um i want to talk a a little bit about just christmas carol in general then we'll jump then we'll jump specifically onto the muppet muppets one but uh like i think christmas carol in general is one of my favorite christmas stories like just story arcs Mm -hmm. because Uh of how um ebenezer scrooge like has a change yeah. in his life that the, has to the do with Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's almost like, I think I, I have a hard time explaining why, but I feel like even though Jesus isn't specifically mentioned, I think that it's very Christian in a lot of ways. It's it is because God bless us everyone. Yeah. Because like, it's a pruning of his spirit. Yeah. I think that because Christianity isn't just about like, I'm going to get my get out of hell free card. Like they could have said like Ebenezer Scrooge, like you're not going to die because God saved you. Yay. And then he could have gone on about his life, but instead like his heart changed. And I think that's a better view of Christianity. It's like a, it's a a process of your heart that God can do, Mm -hmm. you know? Yes. And and I, and I do think that the, uh, the writings, the, the written version of the Christmas Carol is much more, christian focus than yeah than, than, than the production versions um but right but i i do think that the uh that the production versions do a decent job of representing that and i would even argue i i would even argue that that the muppets christmas carol doesn't it does an even better job than most of the others for they even mentioned uh-huh. with 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 piggy and kermit you know about tiny tim was went to church and how was he he was good as gold he hoped he have inspired other people at the, at yeah, the church, you sure. know, I, I mean, just mentioning church and being there is, is a big deal for a lot of these screens. So, um, one of the things about Michael Caine is he has a magnetism. He's just a, a yeah. great guy for the screen. Yes, I think he did great. a phenomenal job with that. Film. I remember when Muppets Christmas Carol came out, I was fairly young. If I remember correctly, it might've been like, uh, Oh yes. Like a commercial that showed up on a, at the beginning of a VHS tape we had or something like that. But, um, I remember thinking to myself that um, at the time that like Muppets, the Muppet crew were people to like uh, love and like, that was like the cast you wanted to see, like do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so the Muppets treasure Island, this, uh, their original film, all that stuff. Uh, they've always had this, even if it's not Christian necessarily, they've always had like this very wholesome, there's like a good lesson to be learned about mm-hmm. like community, love, family, that kind of thing. Yeah. And so this doesn't miss the mark on that at all. It's very, very good in that way. Yeah. Um, and like you said, Zach, the Christmas Carol story in general is just yeah. good. Um, I told Jessica that, uh, well, maybe last year I had talked to her about all the different versions I had seen, but I had never seen the one with Patrick Stewart. So Jessica, I think didn't realize there was one. Yeah. Ooh, that's what I need to see too. Still, it is super duper good because it goes deep in on Ebenezer in uh, his youth and talks about like the lost relationship nice. he didn't get yeah. to have, and his further relationships in present time with who he is dealing with currently in the town and stuff. And so, uh, Patrick Stewart does a really really good job of being a like a stuck up like he plays the Picard, you know, whatever like the kind of stuck up like uh, all business, no play yeah. kind of character. Oh yeah. And it would be oh, funny yeah. if in reality, that movie was a holodeck program oh, my where Captain Picard was playing right at, the end, <laughs> right, right at the end as uh, he goes computer. And he program. says, he says, give me a, uh, get me a Turkey, the biggest one in England. He flicks the coin and then right then data like catches it and he goes, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, computer, freeze program. 
He says, Data, what is it? Very curious program you have here. What is this? Some kind of... It's... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Okay. He's like, hmm, well, interesting. Anyway, there, uh, there is a uh, Ferengi ship off the Fort Browse. So. <laughs> uh, we'll visit this later. Computer and program. That would be a hilarious way to end it. No, so it's, it's great. It's... Uh, the Muppets one in particular did chart up on the list as the most memorable, yeah, yes. the most beloved. And it's, and it is so because I think they have seen the dark, like scary side of it. They've seen the yeah. comedy side with Scrooge. They've seen yeah. all of the different ways to do it, but the Muppets version is the most, let's try and make it a wholesome, lovable family movie yes. for yes. all to enjoy for Christmas. Yes. While, while sticking well to the, te- to the script, to the text. That's right. And, and I yes. think they did such a great job despite it's, and I mean, you got the Muppet. It is, it is the Muppets. They, they yeah. don't hide who they are. They're it's perfect yes. Muppet comedy. Yes. Like exactly like you'd expect yes. from any other Muppet movie. Yes. Yes. And yeah. they, I mean, they even got Sam in there, you know, it is the American way. Yeah. And then, and then, and then Gonzo as, as Charles Gonzo Dickens. Gonzo as Charles Dickens. Is, is yes. Yes. Whispers awesome. in his ear. He's like, it is yeah. the English way. Yeah. And so it's just absolutely hilarious. Yeah. I, 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 I Oh, but for, and, and for, for it, me, for me, it was hilarious. It is, it is great. Is Muppets comedy? I really Muppets dig. Comedy. I really dig the music. Oh yes. This, well, that's yes. another thing about. And I think that particularly the lyrics to a lot of the songs are yes. really good. And I feel like that's one of the reasons that I feel like this borders on like being almost a Christian yes. movie. Yes. Um. The, when with when love is found. My, yeah. My my wife says you cannot have when love is found. If you go with the more of the edited theatrical release of that, that, oh, yeah, that that's edits right. out when like love a, is gone, yeah, that takes place during during uh, the the uh, Christmas past, and so where 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 he uh, um, basically where basically where he breaks up with his with his with his yeah. with his girl. Listen to these lyrics from the song. Uh... Uh, the song "Bless Us All," the Tiny Tim. Oh song. yes, yeah, bless yeah. us all, everyone. So he says, "Bless us all that as we live, we always comfort and forgive. We have so much that we can share with those in need. We see around us everywhere. Let us always love each other. Lead us toward the light. Let us hear the voice of reason singing in the night. Let us run from anger and catch us when we fall." Teach us in our dreams, and please, yes, please, bless us one and all. So there's, like, so many good, like, prayerful, like, almost God moments in this movie that I think are really cool. And especially, like, if you pay attention to the lyrics of the songs. There's another one where he says, like, uh, with my whole life I'll sing your praise or something. Like, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Wait, so you're saying that, that that song is better than the end of Scrooge where he makes the audience go, Will it love in your heart? No, just the guys. Will it love in your heart? That's good too. <laughs> no, because that, that uh, caps off right when the kid says, God bless us, everyone. Yes. So the Muppets Christmas Carol comes in at 2.6, which is a, just a little bit higher, one point higher than to 2.3 of Home Alone. Ooh, so it comes in right. second place right now okay. in a list. Okay, let's move on to Love Actually and get this one out of the way. <laughs> yeah. Love Actually. Ranked the, number 12. The movie that somehow makes makes this list. Um, so... <laughs> Bob, this I think is, you called it lust, actually. <laughs> yes, yes. I, I felt, yes. In, infatuation, actually. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, in, yeah. yes. Infatuation, actually. Lust, actually. Infidelity, actually. I would just call it superficial love. Yeah. <laughs> but which isn't love at all. So, okay. So, yeah. So I gave, I gave be, it a 12. I gave it a 12. 12. Yeah. So, so yeah. <laughs> let's call it 12. Yes. All right, yeah. So that's a 12. It yep. has, that it, averages out to 12, I believe. Yes. <laughs> it has, uh, it has marked its position as 12 in the list. Yeah. So okay, um, here's 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 my quick synopsis. A bunch of different people all are too afraid to say what they mean and can't express their feelings, and for like the entire film, don't express themselves, and at the very very end of the movie, uh, decide they want to express themselves, and sometimes it works out and sometimes it doesn't, and that's about it. <laughs> yes, I would describe it as a vehicle to get a bunch of famous actors together from England 
from England, a lot from England, and uh, allow them to go on late night talk shows and talk about the fact that they were in a movie. It would have to be <laughs> what is this guy's name? Seth Meyers. Who's the English yeah. talk show host? Anyway. Oh right, right. Yeah. So no, um, like, English people are allowed over here to come on Letterman, though. No, I know. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm not <laughs> maybe, saying not, that. maybe not right now. No, it's, it's, it's not Seth Meyers, <laughs> but but uh, it's not Seth Meyers. It's the, it's this one talk show. Oh, guy Craig. Craig Ferguson. Craig Ferguson. He's like kind of Irish. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, um, oh, you, oh we don't want to go on Letterman. Let's go on Craig Ferguson. Yeah, that's right. Okay. <laughs> so, um, one of the, um, one of the things that just irks me a lot about this film is that, uh, it seems like they didn't really try too hard with the writing. That's the first yeah. thing. Second thing is it, it was made during that time where there was a lot of like raunchy, like sexualized, like comedy. Mm-hmm. So then they kind of, like Zach was saying, they kind of taper that back and sort of make this more of the, like, let's try and make it more wholesome. Yeah. I, but yeah. but to me, it seemed like a lot of what they did to, to make the group diverse was just to give them different professions yeah. or jobs. Yeah. Yeah, so so one what, is, really, one, it is kind of a lot of the same yes, story. Yes. Yeah. Some of those professions being literal porn stars. One is a porn, two are porn stars that, and, and uh, it's the guy from uh, The Hobbit, the, uh, the guy who ends up playing Bilbo yeah. Baggins. Uh, just being the guy in a porn scene with a girl and he says he wants to date her. And that that's a very, like, lazy, like, story. Yeah, like, it yeah. doesn't really... It's just he eventually asks her out and they have one date and then that's whatever. It ranges from lazy to, like, creepy with uh, yes, the, the guy the, from Walking Dead. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 <laughs> yes, they, they literally basically have a stalker in here in the film yeah. that, you know... It, and, and and they and they try to make him out to be like this this adorable type of character. Oh, look at him, unable to express his feelings <laughs> yeah. as he as he films as as he shoots this this couple's wedding photo video, and and only focuses almost yeah. exclusively on her yeah. and stalks her on a regular basis. Oh, isn't he so adorable with him ruining their wedding video and stalks yeah. her? No, this is okay. So we know that we don't think it's a very good movie what about as a christmas movie i really don't think it does much for christmas right it just happens to be like they do this thing where every now and again in the film they go like five weeks till christmas four weeks till christmas but it's not really about there's no like so so it's like it's like die hard in that sense that christmas is just kind of no there but not really there it's the reverse of die hard really it's that they presented it as a christmas feel good like love movie for christmas that never does anything, but it doesn't yeah. really have a lot to do with Christmas. Whereas Die Hard isn't really presented that way. I don't believe, no. but it, but it does end up being associated with it. So it's, yeah. it's hard to explain. So one of the things that's frustrating about it also is that there's no, there's no real wholesome values in it. There's no real, yeah. there's no real lessons. Technically it, in fact, the lessons that are, the, the only lesson that's really there is the, is the grandiose, uh, romantic gesture that Hollywood yeah. always says, "Go, kid, run through the airport and tell her you love her." Yep. It's yeah. just, and th- that is the only message of the film, really. It's, it's all the tropes. Yes, you know. it's it's the, gra- it's the grandiose, romantic, feel good tropes. Well, like there's a few that are not bad. So I, I'll play devil's advocate to myself and say that this isn't the worst movie I've ever seen or anything. But um, I, it's not a movie I would really want to watch again. But here's what I will say: when I did watch it there were two or three situational things that were not bad. So one of the things is that there is a girl who uh, likes a guy, but then she decides to end up uh, loving her like brother who needs help more. So she like gives up on the relationship to spend Christmas with her like brother who's in a mental hospital. That one is at least relatively creative, but anyway, yeah. Long story short, One's a prime minister, yeah. one's an author, one's a porn star, and all of them have the same problem of being, I hate to use these words, but beta males who can't really <laughs> like say what they mean. So they go, geez, uh, well, thanks for the coffee. And then they go, oh, shoot, I never got to say what I wanted to say. Oh, darn it. And that's the movie in a nutshell. Yeah. Not very good. I think it deserves the 12th place. All right. Cool. Last movie. Last one. The last one? Randolph. (laughs) Randolph Randolph the Red-Nosed. Rudolph Lundgren. The Red-Nosed. I I always think it's funny. Machine. That that Rudolph (laughs) sounds very like Dutch or like Swedish or something. Rudolph. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So, Rudolph, I ranked number six. I gave it a nine. I ranked it as 11. 
no. after our conversation. <laughs> I may have convinced him to make it 11. Okay, oh, so, really? So one of the things I did was I talked to him about how of the claymation films, I actually put this one below yeah. the Santa Claus claymation movie, which I feel to be much more superior. Yeah, is I that, think is really Santa Claus is coming to town. Yes, it is. So I I really appreciate Rudolph's like production value and oh, it's the way fine. it was yeah, made. It was fine. especially for the time. It was pretty amazing, actually. It's just a TV special, you know. It's just like Charlie Brown's TV special or the Grinch TV special, mm-hmm. but with groundbreaking claymation, you know. Right, for it's its pretty time. good for its time. I think it's sixty-seven. Yeah, in this one I just made. think the message, while it's good, like maybe not as deep. I don't know. Sure. Well, like so. one of the things that's interesting about it is that it has the it has it has the uh, approach of a uh, TV special because you have like the the snowman come and like do like mm-hmm. the narrating like present the story. Yes. It's like, oh, hello! It's it's nice up here in the North Pole. Blah blah blah. blah. Yeah. And then it's like, let's hear about the story of Rudolph. He was, uh, just and that's a, Burl Ives as the snowman. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So it's and, fine. It's yeah. fine. And and, and, and and of course, because it was made for television, there's perfect breaks from there for the commercials and things like that. So so yeah. Not to not to harp on this. Santa Claus is coming to town, but in Santa Claus is coming to town, I feel like there's better music, a uh, better Ooh, s- interesting. You you would be surprised. Like, put one foot in front of the other. You think that's better than silver and gold? Silver and Gold is about 20 seconds long and is sang by the snowman, not the prospector. Yeah, yeah it's not as good. <laughs> <laughs> the prospector's like, you know what I want? Silver and Gold. I'll get Silver and Gold no matter what. <laughs> and then it's like, the snowman's like, oh, we all love Silver and Gold here. Silver and Gold. It's beautiful to look at. And it's like, yeah. it's it's showing like a bird or a squirrel like finding a nugget of gold and being like, hoo-hoo. And the lyrics for it are like, isn't it so great to look at yeah. silver and gold? Isn't it so beautiful? <laughs> okay, that's, that's fair. That, that's yeah. fair. The, the, but I, the I, song of like the, the, put the, the, one foot in front of the other is Santa Claus, Chris Kringle helping Jack Frost, who has recently right. tried to start his life over again and be a good guy. It's helping him to like re-enter the world. So he's saying like, how do I start? And he says like, put one yeah. foot in front of the other. There are a lot of, in my opinion, lessons in okay. Santa Claus is coming to town that aren't in, yeah. The only real major lesson of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is I'm an outcast because of this reason. Because because of my physical or, disability. Or in the case of the elf, because he wants to be, to be a dentist. dentist. Yeah. Well, he well, says well, they're well, all... Wants to break the mold of what he's, it's expected yeah, of them. It's about a bunch of misfits coming together, which I can appreciate, you know. Sure. The, and they end up on the island of misfit toys, mm-hmm. so it's very fitting. So and um, and so the theme, the musical theme that continues throughout the Rudolph movie is, I'm not just a misfit. I'm yeah. not gonna be a nitwit. I guess <laughs> I don't belong. And it's just like saying like it's just like a few lines saying like that over and over. And I'm always that's like, fair. That's fair. So to me, yeah, one of the things they do with the Chris with Santa Claus is coming to town is a, a big. A turning point for message is when he gives the Jack Frost guy a toy and it melts his heart and he says, no one's ever given me a choo-choo before. And he becomes like a good guy. Um, yeah. So in, in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, it's fine. There's there's some good stuff going on in there. And once again, still in the top 12 of all time. Still in the top 12. It made, yeah. it made all the different reference things. And I think a, probably a good reason it made it is because it is the first of that yeah. style. And it's become a claymation, kind of a yeah. commemorative movie in that yeah. way. The nostalgia is so strong with it. It's right. It would be like it. Would, it would almost be like not that this is true. I don't think for me, but it would almost be like if somehow the Santa Claus two was like just a better movie than the first one. Yeah. But since people recognize that the first one was like a first of its kind, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You think the Santa Claus two? I don't. Oh, I'm okay. saying. I'm, oh, I'm okay. saying uh, that's not a thing. But I'm saying it would be the same situation. Oh, okay. It would show up on a list uh-huh. like the first Santa Claus, even you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, it, it, if the sequel was better, then right. you would feel like that. That's but this, it wouldn't matter. The first one would show up on a list, yeah, it wouldn't matter because the first one was still the first, yeah. Yep, so I think that might be our situation here. I'm not saying it's bad, it's still really, really good. I still love it fondly. I still th- I would watch it, I would watch it again for Christmas for fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. So it's, I mean, it'd be like which, which we did. I, my, my wife and I, right. we most certainly did watch it this year because we had the uh, you know, it, they have it hosting on Daily Motion or something, so I was able to give it a give it a watch. But the uh, the thing that's important to remember is 
that it was designed for children and it was designed to kind of emulate the like Christmas special, but mm-hmm. for kids like geared towards children, but ended up being good enough that like adults liked it too. So, oh, yeah. so yeah. it has intrinsically yeah. good value. And, and, and like you said, the, 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 being the first of its kind, its production was, was incredible in a lot of ways. So Gr- groundbreak, groundbreaking in that type of genre mm-hmm. of film. So writing, I wouldn't say it's top tier, but I'd say it's still pretty good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Production quality. Very, very, very good for its time. Yeah. Overall message, still pretty solid. Yeah. And I would say feeling of Christmas, absolutely. Yes. To the max. Do you guys agree? To the max. Oh, I mean, I mean, yeah. it is it is revolved around the one of the most famous songs. It's a story created because of a song. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we made it to the end of our list. Where do we Heck rank yeah. them? Okay. So th- this is now our... The, the House Points podcast Our top twelve, top twelve. Start at twelve and go up. Twelve um, yes. is by far Love Actually for yeah. obvious reasons. Yes, uh, we would. I think most of us would even argue it doesn't. It's actually, only twelve because it, we can't put it lower. Pretty much, yes. We, <laughs> in our mind, it doesn't even really belong here. Um, coming at eleven is Die Hard. Ten is Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer. Nine Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street. Eight A Christmas Story. Seven is Charlie Brown's Christmas. Six is Elf. Five is National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Four is It's a Wonderful Life. Three is The Santa Claus. Two, Muppets Christmas Carol. And number one, Home Alone. I would Pretty say those top three. List. Those top three make sense. Yeah, definitely. For me personally. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, guys. This was a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, it was a good. Uh, so we're going to have to try and continue this kind of thing. Um, yeah. Let's uh yeah let's let's try and make this like kind of more a thing that we do like the rankings. It's fun to yes. talk about them and have our personal opinion. Definitely top ten Easter films. Oh, uh, <laughs> that's a little harder. But they would be good. Um, all right. So thank you all for listening. We will um catch you next time. God bless. Yeah, we'll see you in the new year. So peace on Earth. <laughs>